came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. We love, you know. We came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. The sports show. going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the year sports show i'm your host big baby aka the soul of r&b to my right no 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 we got no 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 i'll save that i'll save that for last i got you to my bottom left we have the voice of generation pete Rosado. what is good everybody Mr. Traffic Jam himself. Yo, let's go. Okay. <laughs> to the bottom right, we have B K Matt. What's going on? What's going, What's going on? on? And Ooze. to yeah. our top right. To our top right, we have the returning, the reigning, defending, undisputed champion of the year sports show, the Queen. Queen Tay. Yeah. What's good, everybody? The queen is back. Yes, yes. The queen is back in full effect. Welcome back. We missed you. We definitely missed you. I mean, she's one of those. She needs one of those WCW uh, uh, Bruce Bu- uh, David Buff for WCW pay per view entrances. Let's be ready to rumble. Well, how much money did WCW ask that? How like, much money did WCW spend just having David Buffer do their pay per views? Who's David? It's Bruce. Warren. Bruce is the one that does MMA. Okay. They all David did like WCW. I thought that was David Buffer. That doesn't even sound. I thought that right. was actually Warren who actually. I thought did. it was Warren too. No, it has Warren to be Warren. Which white dude? It's Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer to do oh, it. It was Michael the, Buffer. They look the yeah, same. Who's, not, who's, not, who's, they all look the same. Not, not being, not being racist. They all look yeah, the same. Yeah, because brothers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, look, Bruce is the one that does MMA now. I think he does UFC mm-hmm. and everything now. And Michael Buffer was the one that made millions off of that damn phrase alone from the boxing world, and then they started using him in the um in WCW. The yeah. Yeah, they used so, them on like so, every major pay per view. For the you know, black but I think even like, yeah, That's but it was right. like the wackest man events ever. But Always. but if I'm not mistaken, his booking fee, from what I heard, was upwards of fifty k at some at, at the height of his career. Oh, that is wild. <laughs> More than that, That's I heard a, it was like a hundred. So if you spend hundred k, you do if you do ten to twelve pay per views a year. And you getting him for every pay per view, and you he had a thing, right? And he was and he was on uh, nitros too sometimes. Oh my god, <laughs> he was on nitros black, too. How much black main events? And then he got his brother in on the. He juxed all the sports, man. All of them, all of them, mm-hmm. just for let's get ready, rumble. Like when, when they made a video game out of it. Yeah, okay. I, I said that. Already. I like. I like. <laughs> You know what the funny thing was? I wasn't even big on the "Let's Get Ready to Rumble." It was always that 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 lead up phrase. It was like, the music like they playing the NBA final. and the million watching around the world. And then he would go into it. I'm just like, yo, this was great. Yo, '90s, real '90s kids used to get real hyped. They knew that 
if Bruce Buff, uh, Michael Buffer was on Buffett's. a One show, yeah, it was a big damn deal. They knew that. If it was WCW, it was a whack main event. Don't not always. Come stop it. They had their not time. All of them were whack. Not all. All right, name two. Huh? Name two. Name two. What? That he did that and it was a nice main event. I don't know how many times he did it for um WCW. That means it wasn't that great. He it feels WCW. I've been telling you guys for years, right? You know, I'm not really the, the pro wrestling expert, mm-hmm. but Brian Tillman was always my favorite wrestler. And it was, I like him too. And that Dark Side of the Ring episode that came on uh last week was so good. And that was only part one. I thought that was both parts. I thought no, it was, was an hour movie. and 40. So he, he died and they did the funeral and, and then they talked about his son. How was that not it? No, it was more, one was the baby. one that came out and they, and they stopped it right when he was... Um, right That's when a YouTube went, version. Right when he went to the WWE. That's a YouTube um, version. Right, and part two, I, I haven't seen part two yet. Part yeah. two is on Vice. They, on they Vice. aired it on Thursday. Yeah, right, I got yep. to Let me tell you yep. something. This was the the wrestling I remember as a kid, and I tell you, there's so many unsung heroes in different industries, and Brian Pillman is one of them. I don't think there'd be an Attitude Era without him at all. Yeah, I think um, I remember the I remember that ECW promo. I remember all that blurring the lines between reality and non-reality, and I feel as if. You know, we got to show his, as a, you guys as an industry, has to show his son some love. Absolutely. Show Absolutely. his son some love, man. Absolutely. And his Absolutely. girls, and his and his girls, like, what yeah. a tragedy. Oh, man, if we, man, 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 man. What a oh. tragedy. You got to, Pete, you just got to see the part two. We can't really talk as much. I'm just, I just want to tell you, I just want to say, like, you literally, because it's been so long, you forget how good he was. Mm-hmm. And if con artist was a definite was a name, a definition, it would be Brian Pillman for what he did to Eric Bischoff. Because <laughs> that was hilarious. That was great. Eric Bischoff deserves every part and of the He still can't admit it. He and, still and, can't admit <laughs> In terms of wrestling, because oh. as, as a person, I don't know him. In terms of wrestling, Every type of karma, he deserves that. Yo, <laughs> but, he won't but, admit it. But, but, was, but we, was one of, he's one of the unsung members of the Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. A lot of people forget. A lot of people forget that he was a Horseman, and he it was, was a big, Arn, damn good Horseman. It was yeah. him, on Rick, and he who shall never ever, whose name should never leave my mouth. Right, you know, but and the funny oh, thing I was, know. When, I know. yeah. When Pillman became a horseman, it was it was beautiful the way that it happened because it was this whole that whole double turn where it looked like you know Pillman and Rick were baby faces and then they both flipped back to the to the to the heel side. It was if you ever watched that match, it was a fantastic match. It Pillman was. was a master at you know getting emotion out of the crowd. Um, you know, I I was um, I've heard interviews where. You know, and, and he kind of touched on it and then Dark Side of the Ring Part 1. Flair wanted to make him. Flair wanted to make him. They filmed a whole bunch of vignettes. They filmed a whole bunch of promos where Flair further messes up his neck and Pillman comes back as his top-level babyface. And I think it was, of course, Jim Hurd 
who cut it. Um, Yo, you know, and, Jay, and before, Jay, Jay, before you go to the next topic, my question is. If he would have never got hurt, do you think he would have he would have went to WWE for a couple coffee just to go back to WCW for more money? Y'all, y'all believe that? He would have been he would have been the anti Austin. Yeah. yeah. You see how it took them a while to kind of put people with Austin for it to work. They tried the Austin Brett, Austin this, Austin yeah. Sean. I think that this would have catapulted the 316 a lot sooner. It was getting there. And I feel as if we'd be discussing, I think we'd be talking more Austin Pillman and more Rock uh, Triple H. Yeah, I I would have loved to have seen Pillman. People also forget about his time in the Hart Foundation, that big Hart Foundation stable that they had at that time that Pillman was a part of. Um, The only non-Hart family member. Right, you know, and, you know, I think, first off, Pillman being taken way too soon from not only the world, but the world of wrestling, of course, as well. Um, you know, I would have loved to have seen what matchups between Pillman and The Rock could have been. I would have loved to have seen matchups between Pillman and Austin when, you know, Austin hit his peak. I would have loved to have seen Pillman versus Sean. Pillman versus Hunter, you know, all those different types of matchups. But I want to even think about it like this. I've said this about a couple of people before, um, but Pillman definitely. Pillman was 20 years before his time. Imagine Pillman in today's professional wrestling world, in the world that's been a professional wrestling for the last 10 or so years. You think – you know, what Pillman can do in terms of changing reality, changing what people think, blurring those lines, you know, Pillman Pillman could have been an even bigger star in the last 15 to 20 years of professional wrestling than he was even in the time that he was in the professional wrestling business. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. How is everybody? We still having trouble with the stream? Yeah, Facebook is tripping, so um, you um, this is gonna be a podcast for <laughs> no 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 it's live but we're on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. The so links are the Matt, links are on my page. Matt, so Matt repping the the new Usa, uh, the new appearance of so that's crazy. Take how is everybody crazy. how yes, how is everybody <laughs> week? Uh, I had some sunny days, some cloudy days. Please don't say sunny days. <laughs> please, please don't. You know what I mean? Some sunny days, some cloudy days. The weather was stop, nice. Please stop. No. no from, seriously. He, he, he's going no. back to our conversation from Monday. When you oh, God. No. no. I meant, no. like. You would never say that it phrase was beautiful, ever. It was some beautiful weather this week, and then there was some ugly weather this week. Definitely was. That, that's better. That's better. I agree. 100, 100%. I mean, granted, I'm homebound. I have I can't go nowhere, but. <laughs> And then you know what ruined my week? That my I, I got I went to a new eyebrow lady and she gave me the thinnest eyebrows on God's green earth. I'm so mad. I feel like it's 1997 up in this piece, and I almost almost knocked her out. You gotta you gotta you gotta relax. Almost did you <laughs> swing? Did you swing in the wind? Is- almost. If I was at full strength, if you know, if, you know, if I was like me, mm. I would have missed today's episode. 
for sure. Oh man, I was gonna be Pete, how was lucky I couldn't, she's lucky I couldn't reach. Oh man, because I caused it. Gotta relax. I flipped some things Just over a little bit. Just a little bit. No, this is my face. You might not mind your eyebrows going into your do rag, but I mind. I don't know the difference. So I, I never paid attention to that. Anyway, that, that's my week. How was your week, Pete? Yeah. Uh, it's been a, an okay week. I mean, I'm I'm in that in that vein of like, is it June yet? Uh, you got about five weeks left of the school year. Um, you know, but uh, stressful on some things, you know, working on some side projects and those things are kind of stressing me out a little bit, um, more than I had hoped that they would. Like I knew it was going to stress me out, but more so than I thought it would, uh, it's kind of stressing me out. But, um, otherwise just pushing through the week, just pushing through the week and doing what I can, you know, BK about it. Uh, it 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 was a rough week for me. Yeah. Um, Work was a little difficult, um, and just when I thought I was, just when I got good news, bad news followed. Um, one of my friends, you know, passed away yesterday morning. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of dealing with that at the moment, but you know, yeah, and you, you know, we all with you, bro. We all with you, definitely. Our deepest condolences. Um, my week is all right. Not I was about to ask you because I'm about to say nobody ever asked you. You just volunteer it. So I was about to say, Trey, how was <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just push, I just push the button. <laughs> Stop it. Nah, the week was good. The week was pretty cool. Um, like I said the weather was pretty nice. Um, work wasn't too much. I'm just preparing myself to to move up. Nothing I, I'll talk about on here yet till I let the world know. But you already know what's up. So. Who just did that? No. That was me. That was me. Oh. That was oh, completely. Man. You want to know a pet peeve of mine? Mm. That sound. It'll make me gag. You mean that, like, clear your throat thing? Yeah. All my in laws do that. My wife and all my in laws do that. They wake up right. in the morning just going crazy with them. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Oh, now, I think God. the worst thing that happens to me is during the springtime because I wake up with allergy sneezes. Me too. She does too. She does I've been too. getting trashed by allergies. <laughs> allergies have been beating me up. <laughs> but Pete, you ready for quick hits? I am ready. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Quick Kids for the week of Saturday, May the 8th. And we are sponsored by Mother's Day because you should be celebrating with your mamas tomorrow, with your mamas, your aunts, your grandmamas, and everybody who ever been a mother figure in your life. Celebrate your mothers. Celebrate all the ladies in your life who have played a motherly figure for you at some point. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to Quick Kids and we are going to start with the big story in Major League Baseball that came down a couple of days ago, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have designated first baseman and designated hitter Albert Pujols for assignment. Effectively, 
releasing him two months into the final season of his contract. This was a 10-year, $240 million contract that he had signed. Uh, in his 10 years with the Angels, it was hitting 256. Uh, average of 256 and 222 home runs. It went 20, almost 21 at-bats between home runs versus his 11 years with the St. Louis Cardinals where he averaged 328. He hit 445 home runs, got three MVPs, two World Series rings, and averaged 14 at-bats between home runs. Talking about his time, just his overall career, Supposed to make $30 million this year. He is fifth in career home runs, second in career RBIs, and 14th in career hits. He has three NL MVP awards, two gold gloves, six silver sluggers, and has played in 10 all-star games. And his first 10 years with the Cardinals considered possibly the greatest 10-year run in baseball history. Now, from 2014 to 2017, he did Average 30 home runs and 105 RBIs for the Angels. But from 2018 to current 2021, he was really only hitting about 239 and was actually at a negative wins above replacement uh, number. And 24 games into this season, he was hitting 198. Jared Walsh kind of taking his spot at first base and Shohei Otani taking his place at designated hitter. Now, Albert has said he is 41 years old that he does want to continue to play. Uh, and so the Angels coming to an agreement to release him because they don't believe that he is a bench player and he should be respected and his wishes should be respected. So uh, Albert Pujol is going to try to latch on to a team somewhere, but kind of tough. No designated hitter in the National League and not many places in the American League for him to land, though there is a sentimental spot in Chicago where his former coach, Tony La Russa, is the coach of the White Sox. Also in Major League Baseball last night, Wade Miley of the Cincinnati Reds threw a no-hitter, the fourth no-hitter in the 2021 Major League Baseball season, and this is only the first time since 1917, that four no-hitters have been pitched this early in a season. Uh, exactly two days ago, John Means of the Baltimore Orioles um, pitched an almost perfect game. Um, his final batter uh, was a wild pitch on a third uh, wild pitch on a third pitch strike. So he reached first base because they did not throw him out in time was caught stealing second. Um, this was the first non-perfect no-hitter where the pitcher did not allow any walks, no-hits batsmen, and no errors. Again, John Means not credited with a perfect game um, and only a no-no. Uh, the most no-nos in Major League Baseball is seven in one single season, and that's been done in 1990, 91, 2012, and 2015, and already Major League Baseball with four no-hitters in 2021. Let's go to the NHL. I don't know how many of you have been keeping up with what's going on with the New York Rangers this week. I have it. On, <laughs> on no, this is this is wild, Dre. Mm -hmm. On Monday, in Monday's game where the Rangers played the Washington Capitals, there was a major altercation with Capitals forward Tom Wilson. He engaged in altercations with um, Rangers players uh, Artemi Panarin and Pavel Bufnevich. 
On Tuesday, he was only fined, not suspended. On that same day, Rangers owner James Dolan wrote an open letter to the NHL calling for the job of the boss of the head of player safety, George Paros, saying that he is negligent in his job and does not deserve to hold the position. Don't even say anything else. Don't even say anything else. No, no, no. It gets better. It gets better. On Wednesday, James Dolan then fires the general manager and president of the team. Rumors circulating that they did not agree with Dolan's reaction um, to to the to the hits, and so the general manager and president uh, Jeff Gordon and John Davidson, respectively, are effectively fired on Wednesday, a day after the letter, and are replaced with associate GM and former Ranger player Chris Drury, um, who was then uh, introduced yesterday. My longtime Ranger advisor, Glenn Sather, and James Dolan. Of course, when Dolan and Sather asked at the press conference if the letter had anything to do with the firing of the former GM and president, uh, they both responded no, uh, that this was kind of the plan all along. It was not the plan all along. James Dolan got some nerve to be firing anybody for doing anything. But who's going to fire him? I don't care how good the Knicks are doing right now. And how good the Rangers did a couple years. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's holding him accountable for his shady moves? I would have let him pee on his desk. <laughs> it's in God's hands now. That's the funny thing. I think Tay brings it up. He's been relatively quiet on the Knicks front this year. Thank yeah, God. He, he had to go and do something in sports this year. Right, but we just yelled at Matt two weeks ago saying, yeah, oh, we should give him flowers for being quiet. No, and, and, and look at him. Look at him now. He can't talk Why He you? can't talk about the Knicks, but he's he going he to say something winning. about the Rangers. Look, the Rangers the is winning, winning too. No, <laughs> no, no, saying, the as long as – Only two years. This GM was hired to lead the rebuild of the, of the Rangers and had only been on the job for a little less than two years. I'm just saying, I was saying like we should commend the fact that he's shutting the hell up, but no, nope. but clearly that's not working. He's, he's Absolutely just going to do not. He's Apparently, whoever's got him, got him clamped down on the Knicks side of things doesn't have the same control on the Rangers side. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking about the Knicks, the Knicks, even though they lost a hard game to the Phoenix Suns last night, still maintain a hold on the number four seed in the East. It is almost guaranteed that the Knicks will make the playoffs this year. Unless the, Knicks, unless the Knicks go into a horrific slide in their final few games, it is don't almost guaranteed. Don't you dare say that. Don't, don't, no, no, no. That the Knicks will make the No, no, no. Pete, don't do it. Stop. Why you even said that, Pete? Stop. I don't know why you said we that. talked about this before, Pete. You're Stop. right, and I'm about to, I'm about to double down. I'm about to double down. Speaking about teams going into horrific slides to end the, the season, Lakers? the Lakers have now fallen to seven in the West. I Almost think this playing tournament is dumb. Yeah, guaranteeing themselves uh, <laughs> a spot in the playing <laughs> tournament if the season end now. Now, right now, the Lakers are. In seventh place, one game behind Portland, 
with five games remaining on both teams' schedules. Um, if the Lakers stay in seventh place or even drop to eighth, they will be one of the final two regular playoff teams that would then have to play in the play-in tournament. If the season ended today, L.A., the Lakers would play the Spurs and the Warriors would play the Grizzlies in the play-in tournament. My question to you before we get to our final uh, quick hit story, if the Lakers were to go into the play-in tournament and lose in the play-in tournament with LeBron healthy coming back, AD coming back, you know, how is that going to be viewed? Because the Lakers are defending a championship. It's going to be viewed badly, rightfully so. Absolutely. Period. No one Look at look at last year. Look at the raptings. You know what I'm saying? And you you they were like faded into obscurity. They went hardly into the night. And then like now with LeBron on this team and AD and Cole, what you think they're gonna spend all summer talking about what went wrong? Is it going to be a testament against the Lakers or is it going to be a testament against the play-in tournament? Because, again, LeBron no. was a supporter of the play-in the, tournament the originally. The goal is to win. The goal is to not put yourself – okay, yes, I'm not a fan of the play-in tournament stuff. Don't get me wrong. But you know how you avoid that? You win, win games. Period. Now, um, here's the thing. A couple of days ago, LeBron complained. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll hold on get that, Matt. Yeah. Well, all right, Matt. And honestly, even if there was no playing tournament, which by the way, the playing tournament is nothing but a cash grab to have to 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 you know get more money off of what happened last year with all the games being canceled and then Going into the bubble and that's it all that about it is. 80, it adds about 80 games yeah. to close to 88. So so it's just pretty much them reing up on all of what they lost. You know? So I think you know everybody's playing into this. You know, there shouldn't be a everybody that's mad about the playing tournament are mad because they gotta play in the playing tournament. If you haven't noticed, Luca, LeBron, um, what's what, what, Mark Cuban? These are all the people that's mad about it and, and are up in arms about it. It is what it is. LeBron is hurt. AD is hurt. I think AD just went down like a couple nights ago. LeBron's supposed to be coming back next week. AD so, played last night. Had a monster game. Oh, oh, he, he came back. He played was, last night. Yeah, I was. I was. I was, I was LeBron, LeBron is, is healed and he'll play. I he'll play the next game. And Schroeder's been out a while. Yes. Mm. They've been but they've been harnessed with injury at the same time. They haven't been playing like how they played last year. Right. Let's be real. I'm, I'm gonna be 100 percent real with yeah. that. So they they messed up when they lost. They were mediocre last year until the playoffs, too. Yeah, but but realistically speaking, their interior defense is what made them so prominent and, and, and dominant last year. So they don't have that this year. Even with Andre Drummond, they don't have that this year. They don't. But here's, here, so here's the question. Okay, this is a complicated question. This is a very complicated question because here's the thing, right? In baseball, we saw this where they added the extra wild card, and you find that 
more teams continue to try and remain competitive. The reason why baseball tried to get rid of, tried to add an extra wild card is because they wanted for more teams to be competitive when the trade deadline came. So you didn't just have this one group of teams that were definitely going to the playoffs. This one group of teams by, by midseason kind of already knew they weren't going anywhere no matter what they did. And they would sell off all of their players or their big players at the trade deadline in order to gain um, capital back. And, and with the addition of the extra wild card in Major League Baseball, you've kept – more teams in competition later in the season. And yes, while I agree with you, Matt, this is a cash grab. You also have to, you can argue that it does keep more teams competitive because if you are the nine or the 10 seed, you can't necessarily go into the trade deadline and trade your star like you would have before because you could make the playoffs. And we see this all the time in football. Tay, being a fan of this team, has seen this happen. The Giants have won the wild card and gone all the way to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. And so wouldn't that be the same thing in, in, in basketball if a team yes. – Right, so here's the question. Do we jump on – do we say, oh, my God, it's not fair – the Giants are a wild card team. They didn't win enough to make the playoffs right, rightfully so by winning their division, but yet they won the Super Bowl. That's not fair. What happens if a number 10 seed goes into the play-in tournament, wins the play-in game, and then gets hot and flies all the way to the NBA Finals and then wins the NBA Finals? Are we going to sit here and say, oh, the playoff tour- play-in tournament's not fair because that team shouldn't have been there to begin with? Because yeah, it was wrong. Yes. I'm proud of you, that's, Pete. I'm that, proud of you. That is a good that, point, Pete. That, that is a great point, I Pete. get it. No, I get it. But it's still not fair. A number 10 seed? A number 10 seed. A number 10 seed. So you're telling me a so wild card it, team shouldn't have the so, chance to win the – a wild card team two should different have sports. Two different sports. Who cares? Only in football is any given. I think football is easier to do something like that because of any given Sunday. Right. And then, um, because even going into the Super Bowl, people were not seeing. You know, we were one of those people who felt that, you know, the Buccaneers had a, a really, a really good chance, right? But it wasn't until Pete and Matt activated Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't have thought that. You know what I'm saying? But with this is a little different. But if but if an eight and eight, if an eight and eight team, or and, and this has happened twice, I think, a seven and nine team makes the playoffs in the NFL as the wild card team, and then for some reason gets hot. Maybe they were a good team that just had a really terrible schedule. So they make the playoffs as a seven and nine or an eight and eight wild card team. If they get hot and go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Do we look at them with a side act? Like, oh, they're a seven and nine team. They shouldn't have won the Super Bowl. If LeBron, if LeBron had been injured for most of the year, but the Lakers were still relevant enough to make the play-in game, and then LeBron is healthy enough to start the play-in game, all of a sudden they win the play-in. They get to the playoffs. Lakers are in full strength. They go all the way to the NBA Finals. LeBron's not going to play. Regardless. Regardless of it, yes, regardless me. of it, of it, we they all disagree. Care. They will be happy. We all, but we all Y'all disagree that the playing, the playing tournament was stupid to begin with. Stop it. 
If it was yep. LeBron, if it was LeBron and the Lakers, and they didn't have no chance in hell, but they held on to a number ten seed. Wait, so and then LeBron come back, and then he playing the play, and then he gets to the finals to win. To oh, flip that, to it flip would be that. a DVD. Stop. Stop. Stop that. No, it would Stop. be. Stop. I, it would Stop. be. It would be. No, listen, listen. Exactly. Flip. All right, moving forward. What's the last topic of quick hits? No, go ahead, Trace. It was, What's I, the I, last I, I, what is the last topic of quick hits? Let's go. Mm, mm-hmm. um, Wrong sex. Mm-hmm. No, you're not even giving me a chance to talk. So go. Well, ahead. Can't say y'all because I ain't been saying. Let's go. Let's uh, back yourself into a corner, Bronx sexual. Go ahead. The last, the last, uh, the last topic in quick hits actually has to do with uh, another superstar in the NBA. Uh, Zion Williamson is going to be out indefinitely for the rest of the season. Uh, fractured his left ring finger, but the big story comes that the Pelicans' general manager and president David Griffin has blamed the league for the injury and said that the that the injury was uh, completely avoidable if the league had done a better job at officiating the uh, officiating Zion Williamson. Uh in one of the quotes David Griffin had he said quote um I have not seen the amount of abuse that Zion Williamson gets down low since the days of Shaquille O'Neal. It was egregious then and it's egregious now. So does Zion Williams Here's the question. Is Zion not being officiated correctly? Is it egregious what the, the, the BS he has to go through? Or is this just another general manager wanting preferential treatment for their superstar? Uh-uh. I is that a question posed to us? Yes, please. I'm not doing that. That is a, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that, that's the, the last story and the last question of quick hit. <laughs> it's not serious. So Shaq used to get killed down low. LeBron used to get well before they made the league soft, soft in the Scott's tissue and Sean The league has been soft. Before. Nah, but they made it worse. They made it a lot worse. I think before was, that, LeBron was getting hit. That, I still think Bron was playing in the harder hitting days. I was getting to that. Tell All right, so get LeBron to- was getting LeBron was getting hit every time he, especially his rookie and, and sophomore year, he was getting hit every time he came. To the lane. I don't want to hear that. Like he got injured, he got injured. It happens. Like that, that oh boy. We're gonna complain about every little bump and bruise. But yeah, LaMelo ball just fractured he fractured his wrist and he out here still balling. What like really? Really? That's what we doing. Y'all, ain't, y'all, y'all don't feel no other way about because that, that was that's stupid. That's a stupid complaint. That's a real dumb complaint. Injuries happen. Say ballet. But you know those women get injured too. Or men. You're right. You got it. I got nothing. Dre, you ain't got nothing? Where the hell did you go? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why you just sitting there? I've been been here. I was looking at my phone. I mean, we we just asked you a question. I didn't hear it. Yeah, because you're not paying attention. It's, it's, well, this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to answer a question? What was the question? So the question, question was, 
<laughs> so obviously Christ. David Griffin David Griffin has blamed the league and its lack of officiating uh, Zion Williamson correctly for Zion's injury. He said that Zion's injury is avoidable, and he said that uh, the way that Zion, essentially paraphrasing, the way that Zion gets beat up down low is akin to the way that Shaq would get got beat up down low, and it was egregious then. It was egregious now. So my question to you is: Is David Griffin just completely missing the plot, or is the officiating of the league somewhat? I guess the, are they not officiating Zion correctly, which then leads to you know an injury like this. Injury isn't going to happen, but I do agree they're not officiating Zion correctly the same way they weren't officiating Shaq correctly, the same way they weren't officiating um, LeBron correctly, the same way they weren't officiating Kobe at times or, or Giannis or anybody correctly. But these it to blame the league for the injury is like it happens. Like what what are you what are you gonna do? It, it's seven, it, that's like if Coach Vogel came out and said, well, it's y'all fault that AD and Braun is injured. Or if if um, Nash came out, well, Harden got hurt, it's the league's fault. And Harden be at the free throw line every 30, every 30 minutes, every 30 seconds. So I, I do want to ask, it's not a topic, it's just the last thing I want to ask before we end quick. Kids, speaking that you just brought up that name, we have uh, you have uh, LeBron – uh, with the Lakers coming back off of injury, you have Harden possibly coming back off of injury before the playoffs. Um, which which addition do you think is going to be or have a bigger impact on on the team in the playoffs? Is it going to be LeBron coming back to that Lakers team, or is it going to be Harden in that threesome? Man, don't even come and tell me nothing about Harden having more impact on a team than LeBron, please. Well, more so the threesome, Tay, like, because they've only played seven games, seven or eight games, I think, together as a trio. KD and Kyrie could win the chip themselves without James Harden. They don't need James Harden to win. I mean. You believe enough in the in Brooklyn to where they did not need James Harden to begin with. They could have won the championship without we had him. The, if we had the complimentary piece that we, we gave up. I, don't I, don't. I know you don't. I know you don't. I, I'm lobbing no, I, it I up, agree but. with you, Dre. Kyrie and, 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 and Durant together mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. complimentary pieces that we gave up. To get James Harden, a Clarice LeVert, um, a Jared Allen, all of that. You put all of that with KD and Kyrie, I give them a good shot. But you just give me KD and Kyrie and the very lackluster team outside of Joe Harris that they have right now in Brooklyn, I, I don't buy it. I don't. You don't buy it. I think it's imposter syndrome, honestly. Let me tell you something. I do. I do think it's imposter syndrome. Let me tell you why. KD won a ring with Steph Curry. Mm. There's no Steph Curry. Or was Iguodala on the Golden State Warriors when, when KD was there? Yes. There's no Iguodala on the Nets. You get what I'm saying? And I feel that what's going to happen is everybody has this love affair with Brooklyn because it's the, the shiny new toy. You know what I'm saying? They were built to be a win now, but they don't have the chemistry yet. This is not the blockbuster deal you guys think it is. 
It is not. And if they win this year, you get what I'm saying? I'd be shocked. Yeah, I chose Miami still. Um, if they don't make, so let's say, okay, if they, if they don't, let's say they don't win, do they have to make the finals yes. to escape criticism? Yes. To, to, they, they, they're going to be criticized. They're going to be criticized regardless, but, no, but they got to no. make the finals. They have to at least make, to me, for them to escape my criticism, because I see them going to the second round, and that's it. And I've said that from day one before James Harden even became a member on the team. I also predicted the Knicks being who they are today a year ago. You get what I'm saying? But in order for them to evade criticism from me, they have to make it at least – they have to have a hard-fought round two or Eastern Conference final for it to matter. If they don't make it out that second round, they're a bust. Just being real. True. True. And that was quick hits for the week of May 8th. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Let's get into today's topics. Canelo Alvarez will face Billy Saunders in a super middleweight title showdown, a unification match. With this being said, this will have at least 70,000 people in AT&T Stadium. The previous indoor record was 63,352. Canelo hasn't lost in about eight. Huh? That's Texas, right? AT&T Stadium? Yes, Cowboy Stadium. So, uh, with that being said, Canelo hasn't lost since he fought Floyd Mayweather in 2013. And Billy Saunders has not lost at all. He's 30-0. and 0. Who has the advantage? And is this the, the boxing match that's bringing boxing back? I'm going to start with you, Matt. Uh, I want to say Billy Joe has, has the advantage because I feel like he's more... He has the most to lose in this fight. He has an undefeated streak. And to answer your question as far as is this bringing boxing back, I'm not – I'm I'm on, the, I'm on the fence with that. Uh, I think the the, 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 the – the, I forgot their name. Charlo, the Charlos the – Charlos, I forgot their name. But I think they, they're bringing boxing back. And as much as we joke on – this, 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 what's the, what's that, um, the, the celebrity boxing thing that, that's been going on that they're bringing more light to, to fights now and, and they're bringing more excitement to it. So I just feel like boxing needs another, it, boxing needs a jolt, right? Of interest right now. And so far, what's been sparking that is, um, your Tyson Furies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, these celebrity boxing matches, believe it or not, even though we all know Lamar Odom might, you know, put hands on Aaron Carter. Okay, I said what I said. That's what I said. But honestly, celebrity boxing and and, and these big name fights are kind of putting a jolt inside boxing and getting more eyes to it. But 
not to the potential of what it was in the 90s when Tyson was knocking people out in, in the first round. And when Floyd Mayweather was, you know, doing what he was doing, dancing around and, and, and pissing people off. So, I mean, it's hard to say that this is what's going to put boxing back in the, in, in the, in the public eye like the 90s. You're so fine. You're so fine. You, you gotta relax. You really gotta relax. God. God. Do I think boxing's back? No. Do I feel that this is the jolt that boxing needs? Yes. I feel like I'm in alignment with Matt. These celebrity boxing things to me is a is a, a parody and a tragedy. Um I I feel like it it disrespects what boxing is about. The, the craft, the discipline, everything that it takes to be a successful boxer. We haven't had anyone really. I think Canelo is the only one that's been carrying it on his back as best as he could over the past five years, for about four or five years at this point, um, since Mayweather. Um, like I said, a lot of what I'm saying is in alignment with, with Matt. Do I feel as if we'll ever get to the 80s, 90s, 70s era of um, boxing? We can, but not now. I mean, you got the Charlo brothers, you got Crawford, you got, you got, you got double G, you got, I mean, triple G, you got, you got a, you got a, a lot of potential great fighters that could carry that bar, but it's just a matter of it. The question is, is it coming back to the forefront like how it was before? No, and no, I don't think it is. I, I, like I, think I, said, the showmanship, I think the showmanship is missing. I think the brand, I think when you have, I think the rise of MMA, you get what I'm saying, kind of put a damper on boxing. Yeah. So it's going to be hard. And right now, MMA to me is, has not been as entertaining as it, it was like a year or two ago either. Well, it's pandemic. That's probably what it was. True. But could no, be because of the pandemic. No. Of course. I would have said because of the pandemic. I said it could be because of it. I didn't say that it was. I, said it I need to finish my sentence. You say pandemic, and then Dre nodded. No, no, I, not, I, I nodded just like like listening. Not, oh, not, oh, oh. <laughs> like oh. because I'm like, look, you don't have the showmanship. You don't have the Rondas. You don't have the McGregors like that. You don't have the John Jones like you did. You get what I'm saying? So it's a people don't realize that you need some type of showmanship to make it worthwhile, to make it watchable. You get what I'm saying? That's the reason why people are like, people love LeBron and Kobe, but, you know, they forget about Tim Duncan unless you're a diehard basketball fan because Tim Duncan gave you the fundamentals. These other guys gave you the show. You said it wrong. He was boring. He was boring. San Antonio Spurs. So, so. I said what I said. I said it. Well, this stuff is boring right now. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. San Antonio Spurs is boring. I mean, Canelo's a badass. Canelo's a badass. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he's teetering to the end of his career as well. What? I give you. I didn't. But the reason I'm asking that is because this is, I believe this is going to be the first full boxing event since pre-pandemic. It will be about 70,000 people indoors in Texas of all places. But seventy thousand people at an indoor boxing event—that's the record right now. The last time you had that many people at an event or close to it was the Superdome in 
1978, I believe. So, Pete, again, Canelo or uh, Canelo and um, Saunders. Like, I don't do you feel like is this bringing boxing back, or is this more like like what what Tay and Matt were saying? No, I think exactly what uh, Tay and Matt were saying, and a lot to what Tay was saying. I mean, the only person I know in this fight is Canelo. And that's only because he's somewhat of a household name. That's what's missing, as, as Tay was as Tay was talking about. That's what's missing from boxing. It's the draw. It's the household name. It's that person who goes be who transcends boxing in a sense. Um, people who did not watch boxing, people who were not boxing fans, went to bars and ordered pay per view fights of Mike Tyson because they knew this was a spectacle. This was something to watch. Um, this is why, as much as I may hate the man, when Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, the ratings for that Super Bowl are going to go higher than when a non-big name star or a non uh, a team that doesn't have a big name star is in the playoffs. This is why uh, there are NBA finals when they don't have LeBron, when you don't have those big name stars, those finals don't do as good of a number rating wise. And, and again, it's it's legitimately because there's a lack of, of a household name, of a transcendent star. Say what you want. Lennox Lewis, people knew who he was. The Klitschko's, people knew who they were. But once the Klitschko's stopped fighting people that you knew, you stopped watching, right? Um, and, and that's what and, – and to an extent, as, as Tay was saying, that's what MMA is missing too. I'm sorry. John Jones has been gone for so long that – we tune in more to see if he's actually going to make the fight or not, right? But there, there's there's no real big-name fighters out there. Are there really, really good fighters? Are there great fighters? Yes, they are. But unless you're an MMA fan, you're not watching MMA to watch MMA. You're watching it for the big name. You're watching it for the McGregors, you were watching it for the Chuck Liddells, you were watching it for all those big names, and when those big names are not there, those those casual fans, those non-sport fans are not going to watch. They're not going to pay 60 bucks, 50 bucks for a boxing pay-per-view. Some diehards wouldn't pay for that either. Right, and you know, but you're, the ones who will, or the ones who will watch, are the diehards are the people who actually enjoy the sport for the sport more so than people who are watching for the draw. And that's what MMA and boxing is missing. I think with boxing, it's going to be a lot harder because I do think the celebrity boxing, as Tate also said, tarnishes the reputation of I was about to say something. I was about to say, I mean, the biggest draw that I can think of coming up is Joshua and, and, and Fury. That's the only one that I, that I, that I, it, that's, you know, it's a big draw. It's what people wanted to see. So, but we've seen that draw. fight already. And that's, yeah, but it's still a draw. that's the bigger problem as well. Like, there, there are the, 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 the Joshua Fury rematch. How long has it been since Joshua last fought? How long has it been since Fury last fought, not counting, you know, Saudi Arabia, right? You know, that's the thing. They haven't fought, I think, since their last fight together. And the prop that's another problem that boxing has is that these these names are not out there being made into names. If 
if Fury had, I think it was Fury beat Joshua in their last fight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you they know, didn't fight. Hell yeah, they man, they didn't 100% correct. I don't right. think they fought before. No, they did. That's this is this is a rematch. I think. They got no. This is a, they got it. They signed a two fight deal. Wilder and and, and Fury had. Oh, sorry. Had, yeah, they're thinking Wilder. <laughs> so if 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 Fury had been knocking dudes out since he last fought Wilder, leading up to the Joshua fight, there'd be a lot more interest because like, yo, this Fury dude, yo, people may not watch boxing, but all of a sudden. You start hearing it. Yo, this dude, Tyson Fury, he's he's a beast. He's a monster. He's just knocking dudes out. Now you're going to get people who want to tune in just to see who is this person. What, what, what They talk about him getting, you know, being so good. People will tune in because now the person's a name. Tyson Fury is a name. I mean, he, he's a character in itself, and he had, his, he had his little run in with WWE at one point. Tyson Fury is a name. He's a draw. And the one fight, this is one of the fights that people wanted to see was Anthony Joshua, Joshua and, and Tyson Fury. So, like I said, if you're talking about big draws, this this is a draw. This match is a draw coming up. Canelo and 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 and, and this fight right now, I mean, yeah, it's a draw, but is it what what we're we're dictating is gonna put boxing back on the map? No, I don't think so. That's just where we're at. Cool, cool, cool. Going back into the NBA, Russell Westbrook is probably one of the most, what would I say, undervalued players in the league. Would we agree with that? Definitely. With that being said, he is on pace to catch Oscar Robinson for his triple-double record. 181. 181. He has two games, I believe. If he didn't get a triple-double last night, did he? He did. he did. So on Monday, he had the chance to catch Oscar Robinson. With that being said, what are your thoughts on Russell Westbrook, the basketball player in general? Um, is Again, we say he's undervalued, but what else about Russell Westbrook just makes him just so good and why people don't pay attention to him? I'm going to start with you, Tay. Well, I've always been on the Russell Westbrook um Brigade for years. Even on this podcast, there's been times where I've defended him and his caliber of play, his caliber of player. I feel like he has a killer instinct that a lot of players do not have, kind of similar. I feel like if you look at him, there's more prolific scorers, but he has that heart, that, that I would say that lack of heart, like that ice-cold-blooded killer thing like that Kobe had. You're going to say that Reggie Miller could have had. Um, Reggie Miller was a little too streaky for me. But um, I, yeah, it's true. Um, but I, the biggest thing that the Reggie Miller ever did was beat, was beat the Knicks. He did nothing else. They went to the finals once and got swept. But um, oh, okay. I feel as if the reason why Russell Westbrook isn't talked about as much is because he doesn't have a ring. I feel as if what what happened as far as the moves that were made in his career kind of overshadowed, you know, where he could be as far as I feel like he should be in the same conversations as the LeBrons, the KDs, and the, the Giannis's. You know what I'm saying? That's where, you know, let's not forget who Russell Westbrook is. That's it. Um, Pete. 
Westbrook Westbrook is fantastic as a player. He's a pit bull. He really is. Um, I don't think there's any team that wouldn't want Russell Westbrook on it. I think the biggest knock against Westbrook has been his diva-like behavior. And he's, you know, he's very he can be very very demanding and, and stuff like that. Um, but the the guy the guy definitely deals on the court. There's no there's no doubt about that. Um, I you know also when he did go to the finals, it was a very young team. Yes. It was a very young team. It was uh, Harden was coming off the bench. Harden was nowhere near the Harden he is now. Uh, Westbrook was nowhere near the Westbrook he is now, and Durant was nowhere near what he was now. You had Nick Collison playing power forward on that team, a young Serge Ibaka, Thabo Cephalosha. You had a, a very good team, a very good team, but albeit a very young team. Um, you know, I would have loved to have seen what that trio could have become together. Me too. Um, and so it's, it's, it's very interesting to see. I think Westbrook, it, it's hard because I don't know if Westbrook, because we saw it with Harden, but again, there are two guards who are ball dominant. I'd like to see Harden on a team with a big, with a, with a good forward, with a really good forward, a really good big man. I think Westbrook would have excelled with a Shaq like player. Um, I think, and, and, and I'm going to get crucified for this on this podcast. I think Russell Westbrook could make Giannis the player he should have been because it would take a lot of the pressure off of Giannis, off of Giannis, and it would give him the opportunity because Westbrook is one of those guys who can score and can also dish. And I feel like he would be the type of dude who can be on a team with a guy like Giannis and really get, you know, he'd be one of those guys like, I'm going to get 10 points and 25 assists, and I'm going to go get 13 rebounds just for the heck of it. You know, imagine putting someone like Westbrook with someone like Jokic, right? Imagine, you know, and that's what I think is missing. Uh, they, they tried the Harden-Westbrook experiment. The problem is they're both ball-dominant guards. Give him to a big man. Give Westbrook yeah. to a good forward or a good big man. And I think you could see the makings of a really good team. Um, I think Westbrook will get a ring, but it's going to be tough if he keep they keep putting him on. I mean, the Wizards don't got really much around him right now, you know. And and, and unfortunately, again, Bradley Beal is a guard who needs the ball. Matt, well, I, I agree with both both points. You know, Russell Westbrook is a special special talent. He's a kill. He's a kill first mentality type player um i think that that it sucks that that's the that's the scenario that that you know we how we judge these these superstars and these athletes is they got to have a ring so like I, I think one of the questions that was asked and i think stan asked it was um well he didn't really ask it he just said russell westbrook might be might go down to be one of the best players to ever not win a ring and it's a, like, a quite extensive list. And, okay. and we, we all went through that list. And I think like the top, what the top three or four that came to that, that we put up against it. And it, even then it was just like, they're not the type of player that Russell Westbrook is. They're not putting up numbers like Russell Westbrook is putting up. 
So you, you, we, I think we listed what Stockton, we listed Barkley, Malone, and, and, and AI, yeah, and, and Patrick Ewing. But again, what, yeah, and Tracy McGrady, and and like we, all of these players are great in their own right, even down to Allen Iverson, which might be the closest argument to. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, closest argument to him, but they're not putting up triple doubles like he is. The Let only one that's you. in the same lane is Oscar Robinson. And I wonder if it's generational, though, right? Before, you know, quickly before Tay, you know, goes off on her point, because I know she's going to have a great point, right? I wonder also if it's generational, right? Could, could Russ have done this in AI's time? Could Russ have played the same game that he plays in John Stockton's league, in AI's league, in T Max league? You know, that's, that's what I think. So I think he could. I think he could. Because I really think. I think he could, and I think he would have had better help in that area. Yeah, too. I think he's tougher than I think he's tougher than your KDs. I think he's tougher than your Kyries. I think he's tougher than your um, Kawhis. I even think he's almost as tough. I think he's. Just as I think he has more of a killer instinct than like a LeBron too. So he has yes. the attitude of a Kobe. That's the crazy thing. He has a Kobe's attitude. His attitude is nastier than Kobe's. Well, but you can get what I mean. Like, he, yeah, like he's not gonna he's it's not gonna take no shit from you. He's gonna tell you how yeah, he feels. Sure. And he's gonna do what he wants to do for sure. He has the same and attitude he, as Kobe. And well, like I said, Kobe was a little more PC than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, a hundred percent. You can say Kobe's image was a little bit more all-American than Russell Westbrook's, even after the allegations and such. Um, what I will say is that Russell Westbrook is paid. I feel like his legacy on the court is is basically tarnished by moves that had no nothing to do with him. You get what I'm saying? Like the OKC breakup. Yeah, well, well, you know, he wasn't lucky enough to get on that Golden State Warriors team. He wasn't lucky to get on a on this type of team and make it his own either with the right pieces. He could have chose to stay. He chose to stay. He did the honorable thing. He chose to stay and he right. signed that contract. Right, right. And the thing is, do you get any type of 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 recognition for for doing the old school way? And it shows that you don't. I mean, you get that type of love from your peers, mm-hmm. but you know the thing is, it's like he's one of the people who I feel. You forget that this man won awards. You forget that this man, you know, was on that that OKC team that got demolished in the finals. You get what I'm saying? Like you forget about that. And I found that there was nice that he was better than KD. The only thing that KD has with Westbrook to me is is the prolific scoring. He's a better shooter percentage. Yeah, that's That's it. And I feel like Westbrook was better at everything else. Because Westbrook played defense. That, that, yeah, that, that's was one, that was one of the main. Westbrook played defense. Kevin Durant did. Nope. So, I mean, she has oh, a point. I, 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 I give her that. And that go trend. Ahead. Go ahead, Dre. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask, though, because this is going to be the fourth season where Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double. And, yeah. I mean, it, the boys make – the man's looking, making it look easy, Right. He barely breaks a sweat while doing it. Oscar Robertson only did it once in his entire career, and it was held up as, like, the most difficult thing to ever do. Um, you know, and, and so I, I wonder, you know, 
what has separated West and to think that the man has only won one MVP award. Like that's another thing that just blows my mind. He's only won one MVP. Because it goes with winning and it goes with it, like there's so many factors that lead into an MVP. That's why the definition needs to be kind of had. Because then there's certain players that are more valuable to their team that aren't winning. You know what I'm saying? So there's like, or you got you got you got underdog teams like like the Knicks, where Julius Randle is reinvigorated that whole that whole team in that whole city, and now they're a playoff bound team. He's asking my question though, Matt. Westbrook Knicks. Yes, no. What do we think could no. be coming? No. No. I don't uh, think so. Other teams need that more. Yeah. I feel like the Westbrook thing, it, I think him being on the Knicks would do better for the Knicks than not because of the caliber of player he is. But I feel like if you want a win now thing for Russell Westbrook, you put him on a Mavericks, you put him on a a uh, Bucks, you put him on a team that's like right there. Yeah. You don't yeah, put him. Yeah, on the yeah, you don't put him on a team like the Knicks yet and expect for him to be able to win while he's still here. Even though I think the Knicks get dramatically better, as good you as they have Julius Randle, I think that could be a a, a, a quite the quality pairing. But does that and, quiet and young, down our player but that quiet downing younger team who, who wants the ball a lot more and who is shooting the same amount of that's taking the same amount of shots as Julius Randle. So yeah, but they, they, I feel like the only that. thing I feel the only thing that that team is missing is that veteran superstar presence. I think they need it more now than they did ten years ago in the Knicks tape era. You get what I'm saying? I feel like bringing Westbrook to the Knicks would be a better move than bringing Melo to the Knicks the way they did in 2011. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think yeah. he's that caliber of player. He's not a get in when you fit in type of guy. But he is taking the Knicks from that fourth seed to that first second. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And he plays defense. Right. He was perfectly with Tibbs. With a Westbrook yeah. on their team, I don't think the Nets could do anything with the Knicks. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Uh, even I can't even, that. even some places, if, if Westbrook went to Miami or something like that, went to to any team that that's is there, and like Terry said, just needs a piece. But then that transitions to our final topic. What's more important than winning championships? You have the superstars. You have the the bronze and the ads. You have the. Uh, Stephen Clay's. You have the Kawhi's and Kawhi's, Kawhi's and Tim Duncan's. That was for Toronto, but I um, know. But he has Siakam and Kyle Lowry. You have Kawhi on Toronto, and <laughs> Kyle Lowry came up big. No, but so you have you have that. Kawhi on Toronto and everybody else. These doubles, Jordan, Jordan and Pippen, Kobe and Shaq. You have those people, right? But how? What's more important, having a superstar one and two, or your others being able to produce? 
I don't need an in the middle answer. I need which one is more important, your others or your superstars. Matt, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to say the others. And I'm going to say the others because in order to win the team, win a, win a, win a, a championship in the NBA, it is, a, it is a collective effort. Not one person, not two people can just win a, win a championship. You can't give me a championship team that didn't have others that came up big in order to win these championships. You, like we, as recent as the Lakers, right? You had Anthony Davis and you had LeBron doing what they were doing, but the other was Rajon Rondo, who came up big. Who you said wasn't going to make an impact, and I had to show you that the Washington. All right, all right, all right. I gave you that. All right, gosh. Even down to Golden State, you have your you have your your Clay Thompsons, your 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 Steph Currys, your Kevin Durant's, but then you have your others like your your Fesca, um, Azili's, your your Andre Iguodala's, your Sean Livingston's. Who came up big and and performed and did what they were supposed to do? No, I noticed you didn't mention somebody. Who Draymond Green? I'm just trying not to argue right now. I'm just trying, <laughs> trying so hard not to argue with her. He fits Miami. For, he fits with what they did though. But but yeah, like even with Miami when they had their big three, you had you know Ray Allen, who's an, who's was considered another because he wasn't the top three. Like he wasn't like your top two, top three. Scoring options, he but he was there and came up big and did what they were supposed did what he was, he was supposed a fourth. to do. Yeah, he was there. You had to, even though I say he's a bum, but you had Mario Chalmers, you had Udonis Haslam, you had you had you had Birdman. You know what I'm saying? Look, I don't like Mario Chalmers either. You ain't got you ain't got you ain't got me that look. But yeah, I like Mario but, Chalmers. I don't, but <laughs> so. Wow, that is crazy. That is crazy. But um, yeah. So your others are more is, is are important because that becomes a, a thing. My biggest other team that 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 commits to this argument was the Laker team with Kobe and Gasol and and Lamar Odom. But then you had Ron, you had like the others. You had Ron Artest. You had Jordan Farmer. You had Sasha. You had uh uh, uh what's the name? Shannon Brown. You had others that knew how to how to play the system and knew how to score when that way Kobe could take a rest, that way Powell could take a rest, and then come up big in certain. That in certain team was overrated, though. And I'm huh? gonna say that that team was overrated, and I'm gonna keep saying that until. I, I mean, I'm the just saying people, the two peat layers. Which which team? The one with Trevor Ariza or the one with Ron Artest? No, she said the two Pete, both of them. That's what I said. Which one? The one with Ron Artest? She just the said both of them. them. Lord Jesus, Jesus. Well, I mean, damn. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going with the others. The others are important. You need that so your your your, your star players can get the the necessary rest, and it's not all put on them, and they're able to be great. Takes Queen. a team to win. Queen. I also think it's the others, but I think that, like, um, I agree with Matt um, for the most part. I feel like, you know, the Bulls wasn't winning six championships without people like Bill Cartwright and Steve Kerr. And then, you know, and a lot of the others that they had, uh, Kukoc, you know what I'm saying? People who, people who were clutch and clutch moments. The superstars kind of get you there, but the others keep you there. 
You yeah. get me? That's why you don't see teams uh, repeat because sometimes they feel like it's the superstar that's basically causing them to get that acclaim and not realizing that it was their others who who had that last uh, minute steal, who who made that that important stop, who who made that defensive play. You get what I'm saying that their superstars weren't giving them, and I feel like those are the the others need to be kind of you know um, excelled a little bit more. Because look at there's been teams who were loaded with superstars who did nothing. Look at the 2003 2004 LA Lakers. That almost that almost that entire team was decked out with somebody who was a you know first All Star, second All Star. You know would could have won a championship on their own team, and they looked they got embarrassed by the Pistons. Look at the first time the three P the the uh, the big three in Miami. Um, went against the the Dallas Mavericks, who had almost no one of note besides Jason Terry and Dirk Nowitzki. All they had was others. All they had was others. Besides Dirk and Dirk Nowitzki, until that moment, was considered another. Facts, because Jason Terry went off. He went in. He went in. (laughs) He went off. Exactly. And then you look at you look at teams. You look at teams like like um Miami last year. They're a team of others too. They were, they were like the castaway island of, of others because people wrote off Jimmy Butler years ago after after his stint with the Bulls. But I feel as if – no, thank you. I feel as if the superstars get help you there, the superstars get the calls, the superstars have that innate athletic ability, that, that kind of – that you don't have to do it all. But I feel as if the others, you can't do it without the others. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree. I think the others are necessary, uh, are vitally important. Um, but I also think it goes to show that you do, you, you do need a superstar, right? You do need someone that can be transcendent, uh, because outside of, outside of very rare occasions, we don't see teams that are just a team of others, um, really making it too far. You can be, I think the best team of others that we can think of that probably won a championship was probably those Detroit Pistons with, because I don't think you could say that Billups or Hamilton or even Ben and Rashid were really superstars. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, they were, they were good, really, really good players. And they were probably, you know, the best player on a team at some point in their career. But I don't think any one of them was a transcendent superstar but they were all really, really good at what they did and bought into that team mentality. Um, but you you do need, I think, you know, a, a superstar to win. It's hard to not win without a superstar, especially in the NBA. Um, but it, it really is about the others you have around you because we've seen. I mean, Dirk – Especially on those early Mavs teams, you had some really good players. You had Michael Finley and you had um, Steve Nash and Steve Nash and all of them, and they couldn't get over the hump. You had some really great teams in Sacramento in the early two thousands. Those Sacramento they got cheated. Yeah, those Sacramento Kings. Say that every time we bring this up, yo, <laughs> they got cheated. That's not say what you and, and say what you want about about the coaching style and the style that that team played. But those Phoenix Suns teams were dangerous teams. Very you dangerous. Know, you know, say what you want about coaching style and all of that. I mean, you even look, look at, at that Nets. roster. 
Ooh. You look at the Nets, the Nets who made two straight NBA finals. I mean, the biggest name star on that team was Jason Kidd. You had a young Richard Jefferson. You had Kerry Kittles. You had Kenya Martin. But, you know, it, it was still not enough, especially when y'all were going off against the Spurs and the Lakers. Um, Allen Iverson tried to bring a whole team of others to a championship and couldn't do it. Dead and alive. Okay. You know, the, the, the greatest player that Iverson had on that hero. Iverson and LeBron were good at playing hero ball. The, 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 the best the best two players that Iverson had on that team besides himself were Dikembe Larry Brown for half a season. No, no, Dikembe Mutombo for half a season. And I'm just Stop saying it. this piss off big baby Eric Stop Snow. It. Stop it. Uh, it was Larry Brown. It was Larry Brown and Allen Iverson. That's all it was. Stop it. Ooh, yeah. I almost removed you from the stream just now. Oh, my God. Like, he, is like, he is on it today. I don't know what that was about. It was Y'all gave me indigestion. That um, it was that traffic. Yeah, but you you look at you that traffic was really I I could not I, I I've sat in traffic before, but that was bad. Um, you know the others, the others. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's the thing. It, I think it depends on who the superstar is and what others they're paired with. Because you you've seen it happen on other teams where you have a great superstar. LeBron showed it. You had LeBron, who was probably the biggest superstar in basketball, with a whole team of others, and he couldn't do it in Cleveland, you know. Um, no, I'm talking about the early Cleveland teams where you had, you know, he Arena Sabu. What was his name? Is well, you had he has he had you know league by the way. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, he is. Um, Jamario Moon. You know, oh, I like yeah. Jamario Moon, though. No, but you had pre-Sucho-Mama pre Delonte West. All right. That's the end of Pete's. <laughs> I'm just saying. What I said, I get yelled at. <laughs> so I'm trying to tell well, Are we going to deny you... that Delonte West did what Delonte West did? He didn't. Come on. Did, were we there? Dre, what do you think? The others are... What is wrong, Dre? What do you think? What do you think? The question being is an other, being an other for most of the time when I was playing, right? Being the other for most of the time I I was playing, I'm gonna have to say the others. If the the, the stars or the 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 you know the main players get you to where you need to go, the role players finish the game for you. Yeah. And it's no bigger example than Robert Ory, Kenny Smith, um. My uh, Andre Iguodala, like others, you know. Anyway, others <laughs> that that get you to where you need to go. So, on that note, we're gonna wrap it up. Oh, Shout out to the Java Tids Network, Ray. all of those. Every, yes. Get Pete off my screen, please. Okay. So, shout out to the Java Tids Network. <laughs> Us here at the Euro Sports Show, the Java Tears Podcast, two and a half bros, talk of champions, Sazon Talk. Um, just everybody, everybody who does everything for the network. Pete, I mean, Dre, they're not going to let you say goodbye. They're get not going to let me say goodbye. Too. I got to get in that too. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> so for 
the two um, delinquents, DK Matt and, and, and Pete Rosado, for the queen, Queen Tay. I'm back. It is, it is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace. <laughs>